said. He looped his arm around the back of his chair. And even if they did, they don't know you. You know me. That took the smug smile off of Raymond's lips. He leaned forward and clasped his hands. Many men who knew my murderous friend would have quailed at that gesture. But I wasn't afraid. It's not that I'm such a courageous man that I can't know fear in the face of certain death. And Raymond Mouse Alexander was certainly death personified. But right then, I had problems that went far beyond me and my mortality. I ain't saying that you'd turn me in, Ray, I said. But the cops know we run together. If I go down to Texas and rob this armored car with you and Rayford Sings, then they gonna know to come after me. That's all I'm saying. I remember his eyebrows rising, maybe a quarter of an inch. When you're facing that kind of peril, you notice small gestures. I had seen Raymond in action. He could kill a man and then go take a catnap without the slightest concern. The eyebrows meant that his feelings were assuaged, that he wouldn't have to lose his temper. Rayford never met me, he said, sitting back again. He don't know my name or where I'm from or where I'll be going after taking the money. And so why he trusts you, I asked, noticing that I was talking the way I did when I was a young tough in Fifth Ward, Houston, Texas. Maybe in my heart I felt that the bravado would see me through. Remember when I was in the can over that manslaughter thing? He asked. He'd spent five years in maximum security. That was hard time, man, he said. You know, I never want to be back there again. I mean, the cops would have to kill me before I go back there. But even though it was bad, some good come out of it. Mouse slugged back the triple shot of chilled rye and held up his glass. I could hear Jenny hustling about for his next free drink. You know, I found out about a very special group when I was up in there. It was what you call a syndicate. You mean like the mafia? I asked. No, man. That's just a club. This here is straight business. There's a brother in Chicago that has men going around the country scoping out possibilities. Banks, armored cars, private poker games, anything that's got to do with large amounts of cash, 250000 or more. This dude sends his boys in to make the contacts, and then he gives the job to somebody he could trust. Mouse smiled again. It was said that that diamond was given to him by a rich white movie star that he helped out of a jam. Here you go, baby, Jenny said, placing his frosty glass on the pitted round table between us. You need anything else, Easy? No, thanks, I said, and she moved away. Her footfalls were silent. All you could hear was the rustle of her black cotton trousers. So this guy knows you? I asked. Easy, Mouse said in an exasperated whine. You the one come to me and said that you might need up to 50000 right? Well, here it is. Probably more. After I lay out Jack Miner, Rafer gonna let you hit him in the head. We take the money, and that's that. I give you your share that very afternoon. My tongue went dry at that moment. I drank the entire glass of cola in one swig, but it didn't touch that dryness. I took an ice cube into my mouth, but it was like I was licking it with a leather strip instead of living flesh. How does Rayford get paid? I asked, the words warbling around the ice. What do you care about him? I want to know why we trust him. Mouse shook his head and then laughed. It was a real laugh, friendly and amused. For a moment, he looked like a normal person instead of the super cool ghetto bad man who came off so hard that he rarely seemed ruffled.
or human at all. The man in Shy always picks somebody got something to hide. He gets shit on them, and then he pay them for their part up front, and he let them know that if they turn rat, they be dead. It was a perfect puzzle. Every piece fit. Mouse had all the bases covered. Any question I had, he had the answer. And why not? He was the perfect criminal. A killer without a conscience. A warrior without fear. His IQ might have been off the charts for all I knew, but even if it wasn't, his whole mind paid such close attention to his profession that there were few who could outthink him when it came to breaking the law. I don't want anybody getting killed behind this, Raymond. Nobody gonna die, Ease. Just a couple of headaches, that's all. Oh, what if Rayford's a fool and starts spending money like water? I asked. What if the cops think he's in on it? What if the Russians drop the A-bomb on L.A.? He asked back. What if you drive your car on the Pacific Coast Highway, get a heart attack, and go flying off a cliff? Shit, easy. I could what if you into the grave, but you got to have faith, brother. And if Rayford's a fool and want to do himself in, that ain't got nothing to do with what you got to do. Of course, he was right. What I had to do was why I was there. I didn't want to get caught, and I didn't want anybody to get killed. But those were the chances I had to take. Let me think about it, Ray, I said. I'll call you first thing in the morning. Chapter 2 I walked down the small alleyway from Cox Bar and then turned left on Hooper. My car was parked three blocks away because of the nature of that meeting. This wasn't grocery shopping or parking in the lot of the school I worked at. This was serious business. Business that gets you put in prison for a child's lifetime. The sun was bright, but there was a slight breeze that cut the heat. The day was beautiful if you didn't look right at the burned-out businesses and boarded-up shops.